0: to the podcast biblical question and today we're going to talk about set free set free i want to start off by reading out of galatians chapter 5 verse 1 it says it was for freedom that christ set us free therefore keep standing firm and do not be subject again to the yoke of slavery and then down in verse 13 same chapter says for you were called to freedom Brethren, only do not turn your freedom into an opportunity for the flesh, but through love, serve one another. I have a question for all of us, including myself today, in the podcast is, Did you notice in our scripture reading the words, FOR FREEDOM? For those who really understand the great doctrine of justification by grace of God through faith in Jesus Christ, this has to be one of the most encouraging statements in Scripture. To be freed from sin and death. This freedom would be encouraging to anyone who has been or currently in bondage of sin. This is what the good news is. The gospel of Jesus Christ is justification through faith. What is the good all about? The good news is about mankind's salvation. We cannot save ourselves or anyone else from sin. This idea of the bootstrap method of, of thinking, if I just work a little harder, I can obtain my freedom from sin. Well, listeners, this is really legalism. And there are members of the Lord's Church who doubt if they're good enough to even be a Christian. And they are very unsure of their salvation. They they end up so miserable inside and don't understand how much God has really done for them. Again, this is really a, a sad state. As we just read, uh, the Apostle Paul says, We were freed for freedom. This is a very encouraging statement to me. I really would hope it would be for everyone. It is an encouragement to be faithful until the time I am called home. It encourages me to tell others about the gospel of Jesus. What Paul is telling us is we are saved by having faith in Christ. You see, we are set free from the guilt and the penalty of every sin we have ever committed because of the blood of Christ and what that sacrifice on the cross did for all of mankind. Not only every sin that we have committed in the past, Paul, he would also go on and he states that we have forgiveness of every sin that we will commit in the future but here's the catch if we remain faithful not to just those sins leading us but every sin was covered to the cross and i mean every sin and some people don't believe there are some sins that can be forgiven well and they're talking about usually about uh, blasphemy against the holy spirit and And I seriously doubt that we could really commit that today. I'm sure it's possible, but I think it would be very difficult. And the reason I say that is, those people who were told that were actually witnessing miracles being performed in front of them. The dead was being raised, the blind could see, and they were refusing to give God glory. And I don't know about you, but it is so beautiful to my sinful ears that I've ever heard you are forgiven. There are two words I think that we really need to define here in this podcast. Bondage and freedom in our scripture reading. The word bondage here does not mean bondage to the law. And freedom does not give freedom from the law. Bondage can only be bondage to sin And freedom can only be freedom from sin. And Paul uses these terms throughout his letter to the Galatian church. Read along with me here in Galatians chapter 2 verse 4 if you have your Bible open and following along. But it was because of the false brethren secretly brought in who had sneaked in to spy out our liberty which we have in Christ Jesus in order to bring us into bondage. Some versions use this word, uh, freedom here, like the New American Standard, but others might use the term liberty. In the book of Acts, chapters 13 and 14, in, in those two chapters, uh, we're going to go there in a few minutes, but you will find Paul on his first missionary trip. And on this trip, he will establish four congregations. He goes into this area, and he preaches the gospel to the Galatians. He first goes to the synagogues, and he preaches the message to the Jews first. They reject his message completely. However, here, if we would read in Acts chapter 13, verse 48, it says, When the Gentiles heard this, they began rejoicing and glorifying the word of the Lord. And as many as being appointed to eternal life believed. You see, when Paul came to Galatia, he found the Gentiles who were idol worshippers, and probably many more things, but they were never really under the law to be freed from it. I know a lot of people teach that, but the law of Moses was given to the Jewish people. So they were never really under the law of Moses or bound to it back to Galatians again in chapter 4 verse 8 he says however at that time when you did not know God you were slaves to those which by nature are no gods again you see the book of Galatians shows us that the apostle Paul he found pagan worshipers in the region and what does he do he preaches the gospel to of jesus to the lost and dying people there he preached the message that they and they heard this message and they obeyed the message and they were baptized and they became faithful followers at that point in the bonus here in chapter three like it uh, verses 26 and 27 it says for you are all sons of god through faith in christ jesus For all of you who were baptized into Christ have clothed yourselves with Christ. So now they're they're members of Christ's church. And by their belief and their faith, they they were justified, they were freed from guilt, and the death sentence that hangs over everyone's head of a non-believer. But then, what happens to them? well here comes a false teacher coming along here and the false teacher begins to teach them they must be circumcised in order to be saved so the issue becomes a stress point and forces Paul really to write the book or the letter uh, to the Galatian church and the letter will expose to the church the error of the false teaching you see if Paul doesn't warn them of this teaching it's going to cost them their souls because some people might have already bought into it and perhaps some have already fallen away. This letter has a very strong personality to it. Paul's passion for those who read the letter was great. He sincerely loves them and he's worried about them. You see, because Satan, he's working very hard to snatch out what he had lost. At one time, Satan had these souls, and the blood of Christ redeemed them and took them away from Satan. Remember, again, these, these believers at one time were pagan worshippers. And the purpose of the letter really is twofold. And here's the first reason. Paul wants to expose the error of this doctrine. The doctrine that you must be circumcised before you can be saved. And secondly... Paul has to remind them what brought them into Christ, that is, the truth of the gospel. Again, read with me. I know we've already read it, but I want to stress it. Chapter 2, verses 4 and 5. But it was because of the false brethren, secretly brought in, who had sneaked into, spy out our liberty, which we have in Christ Jesus, in order to bring us into bondage, But we did not yield to in the subjection to them for even an hour, so that the truth of the gospel would remain with you. See, this is how Paul defines justification by grace, faith in Christ. This is the truth of the gospel. And Paul makes this statement twice in the chapter. And again, Paul is telling us that the meaning of the gospel is truth as opposing the teaching that would cost them their souls. Chapter 2, verses 15 and 16 here says, We are Jews by nature, and not sinners from among the Gentiles. Nevertheless, knowing that a man is not justified by works of the law, but through faith in Christ Jesus. Even even we have believed in Christ Jesus, so that we may justified by faith in Christ and not by the works of the law since by the works of the law of no flesh is justified you see this is an absolute statement that is being made here by the Apostle Paul there has never been a man who could be justified by the law of Moses look down here just a, a, a verse or two down verse 21 I do not nullify the grace of God. For if its righteousness comes through the law, then Christ died needlessly. Listen really close to what the apostle here is trying to say. He is trying to say, if the law can save you, that's the law of Moses, then Christ had no reason to come to this earth and die. And this is the statement which Paul is is choosing here He's not trying to close the door here. He is slamming the door shut and saying no, that is a false teaching and it needs to be stopped. You must be circumcised and follow the law of Moses but he is not saying that. He is making a strong point against the false teachers and saying no. Circumcision does not save you. Justification by faith in Christ that's what saves you chapter 4 starting in verse 8 he says however at that time when you did not know God you were slaves to those which by nature are no gods but now that you have come to know God or rather to be known by God how is it that you turn back again to the weak and worthless things to which you desire to be enslaved all over again. You observe days and months and seasons and years. Verse 11. I fear for you that perhaps I have labored over you in vain. Remember, they were never under the law of Moses. Therefore, they, they could never be in bondage to the law of Moses. Again, these converts, they were idol worshippers. They, were, they lived a very pagan life and they were slaves in some versions again in verse 9 here says uh, they were in bondage to a false god and when they heard the, the good news they heard that message of Christ his death, his burial and resurrection and this justification and this cleansing by the blood they accepted that message and they were freed then here comes these false teachers now Paul is saying hold on you have been made free because if you return to the same bondage you were under you cannot be free from sin. Chapter 5 verses 1 and 2 it says it was for freedom that Christ set us free. Therefore keep standing firm and do not be subject again to a yoke of slavery. That slavery means sin and death. Behold I, Paul, say to you that if you receive circumcision, Christ will be no benefit to you. The false teachers are very hard at work here, and they're trying as they might. They, they keep going back to the law of Moses to be saved. But by going back to the law of Moses in your sin, and that, that very moment you sin, you're condemned under the old law. And Paul again is, is stressing, don't go there. There's no reason to go there. Stay out of that. And if you think you can gain a salvation by a circumcision, then Christ is of no value to you. It's impossible for Christ to save your soul, and you go to the law, which cannot save you. Back over, hold your thumb there, if you're following along in Galatians, and go back with me to Acts chapter 15. I heard that... Uh, Jerusalem Conference here, Acts chapter 15, verses 9 through 11, says this, And he made no distinction, distinction between us and them, cleansing their hearts by faith. Now therefore, why do you put God to the test by placing upon the neck of the disciples as a yoke, which neither our fathers nor we have been able to bear? But we believe that we are saved through the grace of of the Lord Jesus Christ in the same way as they also are saved. You see, church, this is, a, this is a salvation issue. There is only one way for us to be justified in the eyes of God. And apparently some of those people were who were saved has lost their salvation or they're well on to it. And this really would be a death blow to anyone. You've been saved and you walk away from your salvation. You reject it. Galatians 5 verse 4 says, You have been severed from Christ. You who are seeking to be justified by the law, you have fallen from grace. And a question that seems to come to mind is, why would uh, the law of Moses cause such a stir for Christians? Well, if you back up again in the same book here, the same letter to the church in Galatians 3 verse 10 starts off, For as many as are the works of the law are under a curse, for it is written, Cursed is everyone who does not abide by all things written in the book of the law to perform them. Now that one is justified by the law before God, it is evident, for the righteous man shall live by faith. However, the law is not of faith. On the contrary, he who practices them shall live by them. You see, any legal system in the world has never uh, known, in the world, it has has hooks in it. And the law of Moses is no different. If you live by the law and you break the law, you're condemned by that law. Christ's law, however, however, is, is not that type of a system. Christ's law does not demand perfection as the law of Moses did it does demand obedience absolutely it does and you cannot just waltz or dance your way into heaven christianity takes sand or it takes grit and you must be willing to do what is right in god's eyes you see under christ's law we walk by faith and if we fall we get up and we repent and we continue onward with our life the apostle Uh, John would say this in his first epistle but paul also says it here in the next verse in chapter 3 beginning in verse 13 again christ redeemed us from the curse of the law having become a curse for us for it is written cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree In order that Christ Jesus, the blessing of Abraham, might come to the Gentiles so that we would receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. How important is it for us to receive the Holy Spirit? I know many groups do not like to talk about the Holy Spirit. But you see, without the Holy Spirit, we're not His. And how do we receive that Holy Spirit? Well, Peter says on the day of Pentecost, that Part of that process is, comes through baptism. And the people in Galatia had been justified by faith. And they were baptized, receiving that indwelling of the Holy Spirit. However, they were in danger of apparently losing their salvation. And this is why Paul writes his letter, and the church kept it. And we were able to read about it today. I can only speak for myself, but I am so thankful that i do not live under a system that demands perfection that condemns me at the very next sin i am thankful that we live under a system of god's mercy paul preached the the same message to the church in rome too romans chapter 6 starting in verse 17 but thanks be to god though you were slaves to sin you became obedient from the heart to that form of teaching to which you were committed and having been freed from sin, you became slaves of righteousness. And then down in verse 22, But now having been freed from sin and enslaved to God, your benefit is resulting in sanctification, and the outcome is eternal life. You see, Paul teaches the same doctrine to all the churches that he planted. He gave them the same message on plan of salvation and who Christ was just the same way he was taught it he doesn't teach anything different he doesn't claim to have a new message as he goes through his uh, study of his life and his conversion you will see that you and i are free from sin and death through the faith we have in christ at that very moment that you're obedient to christ you believe the gospel you know here in, in this chapter in romans he reminds us in them the importance of, of baptism and the benefits of our obedience to the gospel and not returning to the slavery and the bondage to sin i know some argue that paul never taught immersion or baptism to the church in rome but he didn't have to they were he found them they were already established when he arrives in rome He's already teaching it today i If you're not free from your bondage to sin and death, I I would certainly encourage you to stop sinning, repent, ask God for forgiveness. Perhaps at one time you you were a Christian and now you've returned uh, to sin and bondage. Perhaps you reflect the church in Galatia that's members. I'd encourage you to to ask God for forgiveness. Uh, Get back walking in the light of Christ. Ask Him for His cleansing blood and His forgiveness. And find a good gospel teaching congregation in your area that teaches the true word of God. They're not worried about politics or what the world has to say or think. They're only worried about the true message of Christ and his love for his people, his creation, you and me. I thank you again for joining in and listening to the podcast. I always hope and pray that you are being encouraged that uh, you will come back next week, tell somebody else about us. Please make sure you hit that like button and subscribe or follow us, depending on your app, and that you will not uh, miss any podcasts. You'll get the alerts when we have published them. We try to put one out every Sunday morning about 2 a.m. or so, uh, Eastern Time. That's the city of New York for the world listeners. Make sure you also go to our webpage and check that out. And there you can contact us and submit prayer requests that we can post up on our webpage for the others who go to our webpage as well. We, we get quite a few hits each week. And the, uh, the world, uh, Christians around the world could be praying for you and in trying to encourage you through prayer. We'd love to, to be able to do that for you as well. Again, thank you for listening. And may you be blessed and may God have the glory. Thank you. Thank you.